I'm Jim Frazier, Vice President of Smart Cities and Infrastructure here at ARC Advisory Group. And today we're broadcasting from the ARC Annual Forum here in Orlando, Florida. Today I'm very happy to be joined by Benson Hoagland of Opto22 on the subject of MQTT applications. So Benson, welcome to today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> so Benson, recently we had a, uh, a podcast with Arlen Nipper of Cirrus Link Solutions, who uh, really introduced a very strong foundation about MQTT, some of its applications. Um, he talked about how it's a, a standardized protocol and how it's uh, in broad use in a tremendous range of devices, including Alexa and, and Facebook, uh, for example. But let me just ask you, you know, what are real customers doing? Where's the, what impactful applications do you have, uh, have you worked on? So that's a great question. And uh, again, thanks for having me here. Yeah, Arla and I go, go way back. We've been uh, uh, working on applications, trying to, you know, help solve customer problems for, well, for two decades now. And um, I've always been a, a really big fan of, of the MQTT protocol uh, because of some of the problems it solves that we, uh, many of our customers encounter every day. And let me frame it up by um, addressing it in this way. Uh, let, let's give you an example. We have one customer, um, they build uh, desalinization equipment. And one of their big challenges is when they deploy a desal unit to say a hotel or a commercial facility of some sort, it basically drops in at that site and they have no access to any of the information uh, from that unit. So it's very difficult to say, create a service model or to alert their customers should there be an impending failure. And it comes down to you know communications. For example, this, uh, this maker of D-cell equipment is, is an OEM. They embed you know, our products on their unit to perform its functions. And uh, what we've been able to do now with MQTT is, uh, and let me back up a, a moment, the MQTT protocol uh, uses what probably Arlen described as a publish-subscribe model. And, and why that's important, if, if I have a machine in the field, this D-cell unit, and I want to you know, talk to that machine to find out what's going on, I got to get IT involved. I might have to put together a VPN or get some sort of appliance. It, it's complicated. It's very difficult to do. It's hard to get IT buy off for you know, allowing external access into a, a facility or a plant or a remote site. But what MQT, what MQTT does, <laughs> if I can say it right, it, it flips that on its, it flips it around. And, and by that, I mean, it, it's kind of like it can send a message outbound in other words, I don't have to open up any ports to the, to the device, to the network, to the machine. I can actually initiate communications from the machine with data about what it's doing. And, and that's, that's a very different model than what we're used to in traditional industrial automation and SCADA networks, where you, know, you have to go ask, you know, ask a machine or ask a controller or an I.O. system for its information before it responds. MQTT flips it around, as I said, and when it, it publishes data outbound. And when it does so, it publishes this data into, I'm sure Arlen used the term as well, infrastructure, meaning it publishes it into a broker, allowing anybody who needs that information and has the secure access to it to, to get it. And that's the beauty of MQTT. It's, the, it's data 
that you need, where you need it, and when you need it. Uh, and it's all published in infrastructure. So that's that's the OEM example. Now with MQTT, they can take all of their operating uh, information from their decel equipment, publish that data into the cloud, and then back at corporate, they subscribe to that data, and now they can provide a level of service to their customers they could have never done before at much lower cost. I understand the you know in um, you know years ago we had SNMP that was a fairly you know um, uh, the end device was just there to be get or set. Uh, and the perfect example of that, and I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you know it, <laughs> no SNMP. Uh, SNMP uses something called a trap. And the beauty of an SNMP trap is it is it literally sends out a trap to a, 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 a like a unicenter um, distributed network system um, for you know basically being able to determine whether a printer was out of paper or a computer hard drive was getting too full. The point being is that it, it could publish that information as well. Um, and SNMP is a, a protocol we've had in our products for 20 years, and one of our largest scale rollouts actually uses that. MQTT is very similar in that regard, but it allows for more of a, a, a model where you could, that anybody can subscribe to this data over a standard protocol without necessarily having a network management system in place uh, to facilitate the SNMP messages. That, that I understand very well, and for ma many of our listeners come from the transportation domain, mm -hmm. and you may or may not be aware that the uh, Intelligent Transportation System Network of, of North America and many other places is entirely dependent on SNMP. Mm -hmm. And as a result, there's an awful lot of querying of those terminal devices right. that uh, don't do much unless they are queried and reconfigured remotely. It's true, and, and our largest rollout of our Ethernet IO product, which does have SNMP, uh, is about 10,000 units on cell towers all over the United States, and it does indeed work on SNMP. So, so you talked about the desalinization. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's a reverse osmosis Correct. System on a on a tractor trailer that rolls up or, or yeah, larger. it's actually about the size of I know uh, your audience can't see this table, but it's standard size table. Yeah, okay. it's about that size. Yeah. <clears throat> so what other what other applications come to mind? So we have a another app you know, another application where we're working with a company that makes um, makes plastic cups. That's about the best I can uh, reveal. And in their case, they have a lot of dispersed assets. Uh, some of it's manufacturing, some of it's a tank farm, other is a warehouse. And what they were trying to uh, achieve is to somehow consolidate all this data back to, uh, back to their business systems running at their headquarters. Now, you know, in this particular case, they even had a, a couple of facilities that were across the border. So we're talking like Mexico and, and Canada in places where they didn't necessarily have a lot of uh, IT involvement. In other words, they didn't have an on-site IT department or anything. So they went about uh, trying to, you know, collect all this data from all these, uh, all of their operating assets. And they ran into a number of, of challenges, a lot of them IT related. They were hiring companies like Cisco and AT&T and others to try to build out uh, metropolitan area networks. They were trying to, you know, VPN tunnels and so on. And it, it really became a, a big headache and it, very difficult to maintain. They have since since switched over to an MQTT infrastructure where at these remote sites, they're collecting all the data from maybe existing PLCs or uh, perhaps some IO units, and they're publishing all of that data back into their infrastructure back at headquarters. So now headquarters isn't having to go build out you know, uh, specific networks to try to connect to those assets. They can use standard public, it could be cellular, it could be you know whatever uh, public infrastructure is available because MQTT uh, supports 
publishing this data over very secure channels using TLS encryption and, and so on over any IP capable network. Now think about that location in Mexico with no IT staff, but just a few po data points that were uh, important to the business. They were able to drop in a device, collect that data, publish it out to the infrastructure over just any uh, IP available network and start pulling that data into their business systems. That's, that, that's absolutely, that's a great application. It's just fascinating. Um, do you have any other, do any others come to mind? Well, the, probably the more obvious ones are the work we're doing today with water, waste, water, and oil and gas. Anytime you have remotely and geographically dispersed assets, you know, a, a well site or a pump station, that's really, I mean, it, it's so easy to, to, uh, to see the value in being able to have those assets publish their data on change. Uh, and that's where we've had probably the, the largest success is, is those types of traditional SCADA applications, you could, you could say. And let's not forget, you mentioned Amazon Alexa and Facebook's use of MQTT. Well, that was great, but guess what? It was actually invented to solve a SCADA problem. And that's what Arlen did back in the late 90s. And so it's, it's interesting to see that you know, how people know MQTT and how it's being used today uh, is going back to it's the reason it was invented in the first place, solving that's, a SCADA problem. That, that, that's amazing. Um, so here we are at the ARC annual forum. Um, can you comment on the value of the ARC forum to you and any news that uh, you may have generated this week? Yeah, you bet. You know, I love coming uh, to the ARC forum uh, every, you know, the first week of February every year. And we've been here every year. Um, it's just a, it's the, the networking here is, is extraordinary. Uh, the, 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 I don't know, the buzz, the, it, it's palpable. There's just, you know, everybody's so excited about new technologies, how to get them applied. Uh, it's also really good for me on the, in the sense that, you know, anybody who's anybody in the, in the press uh, is here. So it gives me a, a really a, a terrific way of sharing our story uh, with a lot of, uh, whether they're customers, integrators, the press, and so on. It's just kind of a melting pot of, of influence and, uh, um, and, you know, people who are driving this industry. Uh, and it's a reason why, generally speaking, and over the past several years, anytime we have a major product introduction, we do it here at ARC. Uh, and indeed, today we are announcing our new GrooveRio uh, remote I.O. platform. Uh, and interestingly enough, as a vendor, we've actually built, baked in MQTT directly into this uh, very configurable I.O. system. So the notion of, of gra grabbing a sensor data or a temperature or a flow and getting it into a database, an IoT platform into the ignition system is now minutes instead of hours or weeks and dealing with PLCs and PCs and so on. So we're pretty excited about Groove, Groove Rio and uh, uh, we're excited. I'm excited to be here. Well, hey, well, Benson, thank you very much. You've been a great guest. Do you have any last words? No, just uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. And, uh, and we appreciate your support. And uh, we're certainly uh, very, very interested in, in letting more of the world know the advantages and value of protocols like MQTT and what all of us are trying to do to help solve these customer problems. Well, Benson, again, thank you very much for, for being our guest today. Again, this is Jim Frazier, Vice President of Smart Cities here at uh, ARC Advisor Group, broadcasting from the annual ARC Annual Forum in Orlando, Florida. Uh, thank, you, thank you to everyone who's listening um, out there and uh, be here talking to you soon.